Good Friday liturgy that we celebrate today is, I think, one of my favorite liturgies of, of all of Triduum, just because there's a, there's a marked difference from most of the other Masses that we celebrate, right? There's the, you can feel the weight, especially just like sitting here in silence before Mass, and you hear almost 20, 30 minutes just of, of silence. And then we come in in total silence, and at 3 o'clock we come in, and the first thing we do at the hour, the moment that Jesus died, we hit the ground. Right? We kneel or lay prostrate just in recognition of the gravity of what's happening. Like at this moment, Jesus is, is breathing his last. And there's a weight, there's a depth, there's a, there's a something about it that you can tell there's, there's a lot happening even in the silence. And I think there can be a temptation to like, we don't do well with silence, we kind of like fiddle with things or start distracting ourselves or whatever, but if we lean into that, those moments, the moments of silence, and throughout this liturgy today, there will be more moments of silence. To lean into the reality of what's happening, to lean into the, the cross and what Jesus has done for us, and it does something to our hearts. Father Mitch, if you were here yesterday, focused on that line that I think encapsulates all the true to him, where at the Last Supper it says, and he loved his own, something along the lines, he loved his own, and he loved them to the end. Jesus loved his apostles, he loved the twelve, he loved all those who believed in him, all the way down to us, and he loved them to the end, gave everything for them. We talked about how the gift of the Eucharist, Jesus' enduring presence with us, the gift of the church, of the priesthood, continuing the ministry of grace and the sacraments that God has entrusted to us. We heard in the Gospel today, Jesus is the one, this is where he said, John, he told to his beloved disciple, Behold your mother. And he giving him to John, giving her to John, gives her to all of us as our own mother. Jesus doing all that he can to show us how much he loves us. And today, we place focus on the one thing, on, on this one image of the cross. In a few minutes, we're going to venerate that cross as the image of the fact that Jesus holds nothing back and showing how much he loves us. Nothing. He allows himself to be stripped of everything, beaten, falsely accused, persecuted, slapped, mocked, ridiculed, nailed to a cross. He hangs there for hours, all to show us just how much he's willing to love us, how far he's willing to go. He shows us what to the end means. He holds nothing back in that. Not even, not even a little bit does he hold back. And as I was sitting with the, um, the, the gospel passage today, the two people that came to mind um, or that I was struck by today was Judas and Peter. Judas and Peter. At the Last Supper and, and throughout the account, Jesus knew what they would do. He told Judas in, in, in the twelve, like, one of you is going to deny me. And he, he handed the, the morsel to Judas. And like, like he, I know what you're going to do, Judas. He tells Peter, before this day, before the cock crows, you say you're never going to abandon me, that you're going to die with me? Before the cock crows, you're going to deny me three times. He knew. Now imagine what's going on in Judas's heart and in Peter's heart as they're hearing these words of Jesus. You're going to deny? Like, I'm going to deny him? Peter kind of thinking, no, I would never do that. There's no chance. Judas, who knows what's going on in his heart, resolved that what he had already decided to do Jesus did all of those things knowing what was going on in their hearts and what they would eventually do. He ordained them. 
He entrusted the Eucharist to them. He gave his whole body for them, and he died for them, knowing what they would do. And he treated them no differently than he treated John, who was the one who didn't leave him, the one who stood by the cross with Mary. He loved them all the same, Judas, Peter, and John. He didn't treat them any differently. He gave everything for all three of them, knowing what was going on in each one of their hearts, knowing their deepest desires, knowing their fears, knowing their confusion, and knowing what all those desires, fears, and confusions would eventually lead them to do. There's a, a, a text in the, in, the, in the Missal that you sometimes can hear sung on the Good Friday Liturgy, and it's called the, the Reproaches. And what the Reproaches are, it's, it's like a litany of, of really like heart-piercing petitions of God pleading to his people. If you have something like a Magnificat or something, it's, it, it, they usually have those in there. If you Google search the reproaches, if you've never seen them before. But I was struck by, and this is something that the church would have us meditate on as we're venerating the cross. This is God speaking to his people. My people, what have I done to you? How have I grieved you? Answer me. Because I led you through the desert for 40 years and fed you with manna and brought you to a land of plenty, you prepared a cross for your Savior. I scourged Egypt for your sake with its firstborn sons, and you scourged me and handed me over. I led you out of Egypt as Pharaoh lay sunk in the Red Sea, and you handed me over to the chief priests. I went before you in a pillar of cloud, and you led me into Pilate's palace. I opened up the sea before you, and you opened my side with the lance. I fed you with manna in the desert, and you rained on me blows and lashes. And it goes on and on and on and on. Of God saying these like heart-piercing petitions. And I think the intention of that is not to make us feel bad. There's a good healthy guilt, right? But this, the intention is not to make us say, gosh, we are terrible people. Because God's saying all these things. He, he knew all of that would happen. None of that surprised him. He wasn't surprised that the people of Israel turned away. He wasn't surprised that of, of everything that they did, they did to Jesus. That's why he came. I think the reality of what the, these reproaches is, are bringing to us, and the way that he treated Peter and Judas and John, is that I know all that is going on in your heart. I know all that you're going to do and not do. I know it all. And none of it is enough to hold me back from loving you with my entire being. Not even a little bit. Does that change the way that I look upon you? Not does it change a little bit of the way that I love you? Not a little bit does it change everything that I want to do for you today and every day for the rest of your life, no matter what. It's a powerful kind of love. Jesus knows and it doesn't change anything in the way that he loves us. He knew. It's not to shame us, but it's to reveal how deep the love is. Just what to the end can actually look like. To die for someone who in no way deserved it, who in no way earned it. That kind of a love. All we have to do, we can't, because we can't do anything about it, is just receive it which is sometimes the hardest thing to do, as Judas shows us. The only difference between Judas, there's not a whole lot of difference between Judas and Peter. One betrayed, one denied, they both turned away from the Lord. The only difference 
is that one of them was able to accept the love that Jesus wanted to offer them. And one of them couldn't. One of them thought that what they had done was too great for that love. His love couldn't overcome it. There's no hope. There's no way. I can't accept it. One of them had a faith that that love was able to overcome everything. Judas could have been the greatest story of redemption ever told. But But he couldn't accept it. Peter shows us how to do that. We come up here, we're going to venerate the cross, this image, the, the cruelest way of death that you can die. We're going to come and kiss the wood of the cross. That's the proof of the love that Jesus has for us. All we got to do, all we got to do is say yes to the love that Jesus wants to reveal to us today. That's it. Unbelievable kind of a love. All we got to do is say yes. Yes.